I'm a loser and I'm just a quitter. I'm obsessed with Diplo. I've written with him only one time. That song has blown up on TikTok. We had a, a couple freaking crazy spiritual moments. You're going on a date and you're like, fuck, yeah, this, this, is, this is it. When I can, when I'm fully connected, I feel like I get these ideas that I don't even feel like came from me. Welcome back guys to another episode of Millennial Girls. I can't believe we are on episode 10 and it's brought to you by Formula Z Cosmetics. I'm Raquel, normally the blonde one. Now with the pink hair, you know, I was bored during quarantine and... <laughs> and I'm Natasha, you guys. I'm so glad to be back and I, I can't believe it's episode 10 already. It's... It feels like it's episode 10, but it also feels like it's, it's episode 100. Right. So the eternity. It's, yeah, it's one of those things, but we are so appreciative of every single one of you, you know, listening and, and following us and commenting and sharing and, and it's just so much fun. And we have another amazing girl power girl that we have on this episode her name is jenna andrews she is so dope guys like i can't wait for you to hear her speak and we're not even going to be doing like an, an intro like normal because she is so like fascinating and has so much to talk about so we're going to bring her in right now jenna of course via zoom because you know still quarantine social distancing and she's in new jersey so what's up girl hi how are you I am good. We are good. And you're in New Jersey, right? I am. I've actually been in New Jersey this whole quarantine, which is crazy. I'm just like, you know, because normally I live between LA and New York. So now it's like, you know, it's funny. It was, it was weird in the beginning because I'm not used to the suburb lifestyle, but now I'm, you know, getting used to it. Then it's nice to have the quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know. It's so funny because I mean, Natasha lives in the middle of Miami and I still live kind of in the suburbs as well, but I'm always in Miami with Natasha. So being in the suburbs for so long too, like I'm like, oh, like I can sleep. Like there's time to do things. Obviously we made this podcast. So it's, it's really fun. It's cool. But okay, so this episode, we had kind of discussed, me and Natasha discussed like what we wanted this episode to be about. And we kind of came up with the idea, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Because you are an amazing songwriter, singer, but you're also such a major mentor to so many artists. Now, how did that come about? Because me and Natasha were talking to, I have mentors who have kind of guided me and I'm now being asked because I've been in the industry for five years to kind of help mentor too. And I'm, I was telling Natasha, I was like, that's so weird to me because I still feel like I have so much to learn, but I don't know. It's just, did you always know like this was your, you wanted to be kind of like the guiding light for, for artists? I mean, honestly, no, but I feel like such is life, right? Like, yeah, it's like, it's funny. I mean, so I started out as an artist. I was signed to Island Def Jam for like seven years and, um, which was a long time. And then, um, when I left the label, you know, for me, I guess it was like, I love touring, but I think for me, I much, I love to be in the studio and I love to create. So I think that for me, that was when I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a, not a, listen, when you're an artist, you're always an artist. So it's not really like, you know, I'm, I'm, but it was more like, let me focus on writing potentially for other people. So that's how it started. And I worked with this group from Canada, cause I'm actually Canadian called Magic Jordan. They're signed to Drake. Um, and that was my first experience really like getting involved on more than just writing. It was like writing, vocal production, just like overall sort of developing a project. And that was really fun for me. And I was like, wow, I really love this. So I think I started doing it without even knowing I was doing it. If that makes sense. And, totally. And then, um, you know, I met Lennon Stella who like, so this, I'm trying to like keep track of times, but I met her probably now like six years ago almost seven. Oh wow so baby Lennon like a while ago yes and so she was 14 and this was right after I like probably around like a year and a half after I did the Magic Jordan thing and I just fell in love with her voice and just you know we 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 kept in touch for you know a couple years since when I met her wrote with was writing with her for her um, group that she had with her sister, Lennon and Maisie. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, you know, when she was 16, so I, yeah, like it would have been like four years ago. That was when I was like, okay, let me actually 
develop an artist, sign an artist. Like, let's, this is be, will be my challenge. And that's how it all sort of started. So it was kind of like life was, the universe was poking my shoulder and being like, this is, this is your thing. Like, you know, that's what I was kind of trying to say before is that as much as um, you may not like know that something's your path, you discover that something is when things just attract themselves to you. Does that make sense? Your vibe attracts your tribe, literally. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's perfect. We need to make merch or something with that on it for sure. I thought, girl, are you kidding me? I'd wear it everywhere. (laughs) I mean, there we go. You're, you're, you're it. That's it's happening. Let's go. Let's go. I'm I'm starting to, I'm starting to email people about it now. Literally. (laughs) See? I'm telling you. Um, no, but yeah, it's just one of those things, right? That's why I'm like, so I, I just listen to the universe. And I think that good or bad, it's just like, there's nothing, everything happens for a reason. I think you just have to listen. I've just learned to listen more over the years where I'm like, you know, a lot of times I think when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do, you, you try to ignore your gut, you know, you're like, no, this is not really what I plan to do or this, you know, but, but for me, I started to be like, you know what, like, no, I'm just going to listen to what feels good in my actual gut. And that's what I started doing. And it just sort of all started happening, which has been amazing. And that's, that's one so of my biggest crazy. questions for you, Jenna, too. Cause like, so you, you said that you started as an artist and then you kind of moved into like this, let's say mentorship role, but of course, you know, songwriting role. So right. you said intentionally you weren't kind of that was not your initial intention. You kind of shifted into that. But I'm curious to know, like, maybe, like, what steps it took to get there or, like, if you face any failure, like, what moments were making you realize, like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't do the artist thing. Maybe I'm, this is, like, more, you know, kind of, like, what you're meant My to path. do. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's a good question. I think for me, it's, like, you know, I one big thing for me is I've always like struggled a lot with anxiety and I think for the touring aspect like I love performing but I have so much anxiety that to me it's like you can hide a little bit more if you're not always like in in front of like there's so much pressure of being an artist having said that it's like you know I still at some point want to do a project and that, that kind of thing but I think in a in a perfect world to be able to have that sort of like what Sia does where it's like you can have a little bit of that mm-hmm. have you know, life. And it's just, I feel like that was one of honestly the main reasons. And I think that given the experience of being on a label and being so green and young and being signed before really knowing anything too, it's like made the anxiety worse, which is why I was like, okay, you know what? I want to create and be like, focus on the art and not have to focus on constantly like mentally preparing, even though it still continues to be hard. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, of course, sort of anything, but like at the same time, like I feel like that was actually one of the biggest reasons I think. And also like, again, it it just made me focus on the art when I really love to do and not having all these other things get in the way. Right. I feel you. Girl, I was like, I feel you about the anxiety. So I actually, I first, like, okay. So what two episodes, well now it's a couple episodes ago, but I had never like publicly talked about how like my struggle with anxiety. And so I finally did on a couple episodes ago and Natasha was like totally amazing about it. And we've had such good responses and it's just the fact that you, I don't think people realize like people only see the the pretty side of the industry, right? They don't see what goes exactly hard work. Obviously it's different from being like a, a, a radio personality or a TV host different than being an artist, but there's still so much that goes into it and people don't, people don't see that side of it. So it's so funny. There's always a consistent factor of everyone we've kind of had on. That's like my anxiety. My anxiety is it's, it's very stressful being in the public eye. And obviously everyone is always so grateful to be in it and doing what they love and doing what they do, but it takes a toll on your mental health. That's why you always have to. And I feel like that's why I've, you know, found a lot of friends that have similar stories to me and we really connect and to really have just like a good group of people around you because otherwise you will literally go mentally insane if you don't it's so true it's so true and like in fact I started um I just started um a a show called the green room I was just gonna ask you about that okay I was I was like this has got to be how this all transpired so tell me about green room talks please yeah 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 so so that's why I started honestly I mean I've been having this idea for a long time where I wanted to be able to 
bring sort of the songwriting room to the like just to you know the masses I guess and just have people be able to understand why songwriting can be so therapeutic and I think Mm -hmm. that's another thing why I love songwriting too is like if you find the right creative partner the right space and the right you know that's what where magic is really created because you can actually feel comfortable to divulge things that you would in a therapy room sometimes it's more effective for me than actually going to real therapy you know what I mean so I feel like I had this idea of being like okay cool what whatever people are obviously open to talk about you know I don't want to pressure anybody to talk about something they wouldn't want other you know people to see but I do think it's interesting because I think like you said we can relate so much that I feel like it people it's good for people to realize they're not alone because I really like it doesn't matter if you're in the entertainment business I still think that everybody oh yeah on some some level so I think that you know it's good for people to see like hey these people I look up to or these people that feel like they're just like they can't do any wrong are like struggling with this stuff you know Mm -hmm. and also I just think it gives people a glimpse on how these songs are written there's just like many facets of why I think this is a cool thing so um so I think that, yeah, I mean, listen, I think we, we, we decided to start it during COVID for the obvious reasons. It's like people are struggling with anxiety now more than ever, right? This yes. is crazy. So I think this was obviously like, okay, this is a good time to start it. And then, you know, just coincidentally um, was May was mental health month and then green is the color for mental health, which I was like, oh, that's so cool. I actually didn't even think about that because I was just thinking of it on the, the aspect that like the green room obviously. right yeah it like the you know and so I think that that um we I mean we've done two episodes we did one with Lennon we did one with um my other artist Anna Clendenning um who signed my publishing venture and it was really cool because she struggles a lot with anxiety and she's been very public about it so I think you know people people that have joined and and, and listen like I feel like it's actually really helping people. I'm getting a ton of DMs and like, I love that. Good. You know? And I think, I think that was the main reason why I just, I wanted to be able to have an open conversation about it and have people feel comfortable to talk about it. And I think just, again, just to repeat myself, just in terms of like the, the art factor and being able to put stress into something positive is also really cool. You know what I mean? Cause that's what song. Of course you, you, you have like, whether it's a breakup or anyway anything you could kind of be like okay let me reflect on this and put it in a song and make something feel good out of this situation and I think that's also the point so every episode is going to be geared towards something else and and like actually for instance I'm doing um an episode this Wednesday for everything that's been going on with like obviously like this whole thing with the protests and like it's just gonna yeah so I think you know, I, 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 um, I just hope to spread positivity through it, honestly. I, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we definitely need positivity now more than ever. And I think it's really great because within the past, I'd say like three years, two years, everyone's been more open about their mental health. Like, I feel like before it was something no one talked about in sports and entertainment and anything like that. And now everyone's starting to really open up about it. And it makes everyone more like just relatable and not a carbon copy of one another. And, you know, we are real people too. We have feelings and emotions because I worked in sport. I worked in sports before this. I actually worked in hockey and yeah. So I feel like everything I would always say, like people would always be like, Oh my God, how's meeting this person? Are they blow? I'm like, they're a person. They have a soul. They have a, they're just a person. They're not like, I don't know. I just, I guess because we're in this industry too, we're just like, you know, you're a person, I'm a person. Exactly. Like Britney Spears is a person. Yeah. No, but that's the, that's actually the truth. I always like my reference. Well, listen, maybe I shouldn't say this for kids that are watching. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, there's, uh, there's, um, I was going to say, I always use the example that's it's like Santa Claus. You find out Santa Claus doesn't exist. You know what, I mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, no, just kidding. (laughs) But, um, no, because I think for me, it's, um, like, or for anybody, it's like you grow up with a dream, right? And you're like, Oh, I want to do this. And then you get into the real, you actually get into it. It becomes your career. And you're like, wow, this isn't sugarcoated as you you said. So I think that you realize that people are all just people, no matter who the person is. It's like, you know, Obama's just a person, you know what I'm saying? It's 
and and at the end of the day, I love I love that. I think that's so cool. And I've been talking to a lot of my friends through all this stuff going on, and I think that that's one of my main points. Is I'm like, I think that there's such there's something to be said about power of thought, and I that's why like as a creative, I think we have the ability to be like an empath. I really think that not to be like super esoteric, but it's like, I do think that we can connect to the universe in ways that a lot of people don't know how to. And I think that if people were able to connect to the universe in a way that we can exchange thought on another level, I think that we could, like, it's just, it's crazy. That's what like, that's why coincidences aren't coincidences. The same thing when you think about somebody and then they hit you up, it's just like, if you could exchange positive power of thought or whatever, whatever it may be, like maybe something that your goal, like goals that you have, or just like in terms of just spreading positivity or anything that you want to exchange to another person, it's like, we have the power to do that as humans, right? It's just that I think a lot of people have a hard time knowing how to connect to that. To that, Because I think that a lot of people sadly and, and understandably um, learn to be like bitter and jaded just because mm -hmm. life is so hard. So it's hard mm -hmm. to connect on that big level because I think that people, again, it's like they stop having faith, which I do understand. So there's no judgment, but that's what happens to people. You know what I mean? Totally. That's I like can't a, even tell you. Point. I like, I like how you worded that too. Like stopped having faith. Like now you just kind of got me into a place where I'm going to, I'm going to think a lot after this, now that you said it that way. Cause like sometimes when you word it correctly, you're like, wow, now I understand. So no, it's true because like, I mean, I can have that tendency hundred percent where it's like, you get kind of like in this negative pattern, yes. like your mindset. And so saying that, I don't know, like, it just kind of opened up my thoughts a little bit but no same um, I literally was speaking, just like whoa <laughs> no I mean like speaking of songwriting like one thing that I'm super curious to know is like when I was younger I was very into like poetry and I'd like write and write like I'm I'm more when I put my thoughts on paper it's more therapeutic for me than speaking or anything else yeah. so actually writing it out is better for me personally but I know for other people it's other ways right right and so my claim to fame was like in eighth grade where like I wrote, I forget what the post, probably like about a guy or something. And it ended up getting like published in like a middle school book or like something like yes. in the city or something. Ah, she's like, yes, <laughs> that was my claim to fame with writing. But it's funny because, you know, I've always wondered what it's like as a songwriter. Jenna, like when you write songs for different people, do you have that intention in your mind? Like, OK, I'm writing a song for this person or it like fits into this album. Or are you just writing whatever you want and whatever you feel, and then it kind of happens? Yeah, I mean, I I find it to be always different. I think that for me, it's more about if I'm if I'm there's different situations. You could be writing a song just to sort of write the song, where it's like you have to write it from personal experience. But again, given that we're all human and we all connect to certain similar things, then they end up relating to another artist. Because a lot of times, if you write for an artist that you don't know, for instance, and you think, oh yeah, like maybe they're going through that. It's just like, it just feels less authentic. Whereas like you writing about something that feels super authentic to you. Some, there's a chance, chances are somebody's gonna relate to it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, so I think that that makes a lot more sense unless it's an artist that I'm obviously super close to in that sense, then I actually know probably what they're going through, right? So, cause for me, one of the things about the artists that I work with is I become very close to them. They're like family to me. So it's just like, I, and again, back to my whole thing of like feeling and energies and stuff like that. Like, I feel like I can feel people like I when like, I'll be like, what's wrong. And then somebody could be like nothing, but like a day later, but you like, know, oh, you know, and they're like, how did you know something was wrong? You know, like when you can feel somebody like that, it's easy to get tap into those feelings to write for them. And it's almost like, I don't know to explain it like sometimes I feel like in a normal conversation or like just like normal life I could never think of the ideas that sometimes feel like when I'm in that when I can when I'm fully connected I feel like I get these ideas that I don't even feel like came from me I know it sounds crazy I was just gonna ask you this wait that's so weird I was just <laughs> going to ask you this question whoa man okay because i no seriously whoa because i listen to andy Grammer's podcast 
And Andy Grammer talked about this with Dean Lewis. He was like, <laughs> where do you think your, I made Natasha listen to this episode. I was like, you have to. Where, he, he asked Dean, he was like, where do you think your songwriting comes from? And they had this whole crazy thing. There was different, different people say different things. Like Andy Grammer thinks basically like, he when he goes into a room he'll talk to like Elvis and he's like all right Elvis like help me write today or he'll like things like that and and Dean Lewis had a whole like he basically instead of being having a math brain like his songwriting brain is the math brain so where do you like it obviously comes from a higher power is basically what they said so where do you think it comes from for you Wow, that's so crazy I didn't realize he even had a podcast but that's nuts this is what I always talk about by the way I mean it's funny, like the songwriting world is very like, there's like a math side of it for sure, but there's also like um, a part that like is indescribable where you're just like, wow, I actually feel like, like I just said, like it's not even from you. It's something that yeah. like you could be in such a, a vibe and it's just like, you're like, how did I actually think of this? You're like, am I a genius? But it's not even that. Cause it's like, it's not about, it's weird. It's hard to explain, but it feels so magical when it happens. Cause it literally feels like it was like given to you. Um, and that's where I like to write from because it's euphoric, right? It just feels out of body. It feels like, like all your endorphins are like going crazy. You know, it's just, um, for me, the math side is like the way I like to explain it is like for me personally, is, you know, I've been doing music my whole life. So I was like technically trained and did like all that kind of stuff. So um, I went to like a Toronto Royal Conservatory and did wow. classical training and stuff. So I feel like the way I look at the math aspect and the technical aspect is sort of like riding a bike where it's like you learn and learn and learn and then you throw it all away. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, okay. so, so for me, I never go in with the math sensibility. It just feels like it just is like intuitive at this point. Because I, and I don't, and that's one of the reasons also I started to executive produce and mentor because I feel like as when I was just being a songwriter, I feel like going in from day to day, right. For to just write songs for like different people or to pitch songs for people I didn't know, like the stuff that I was just explaining, it feels less connected to me and I didn't like it as much. And I don't like writing from just the math side and people mm -hmm. do it and they do have success doing it but just for me like it never was something that I feel I could like I never felt it if that makes sense it was never something yeah it was just something that I felt like no you know what this is not really where I feel like I thrive or also I don't love it so so I just so I feel like my thing is completely like I always know when I have something good because it's like you know it's the same way when like I always, again, I say, I feel like I'm repeating myself a million times, but it's like, um, for me, it's like the same thing as when you meet somebody, a friend, or if you're going on a date and you're like, fuck, yeah, this, this, is, this is it. This is it. <laughs> but, like you, but like you feel a connection to somebody where you're like, no, like this is real. Because sometimes you just feel absolutely no connection. Yes. And that's what I mean is that when that happens, it's nothing. It just feels like, okay, this was like wasted whatever like for me when I feel like I've like I know that it's good even if somebody else says it's not good I know it's good because it came from something good and somebody will connect to it at some point do you know what I mean totally not even like an arrogant thing to be like hey the song's so good it's more than that because it's like you can't say it's arrogant when it's art no and it's it's a feeling I know no I know well I mean I know exactly what you're talking about because it's 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 not something that happens every day. It's not something, but it's like when you know it and you feel it, that's it. Like you're like, okay, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, and especially when it is that level of art and poetry and stuff like that. And it's from you. It Think about it. It's so weird to say, like, if you wrote down all your feelings and everything that like you completely feel and, and something that just is basically just an extension of some whatever, you're just giving somebody a piece of you, like your arm or something like that. And somebody say, oh, and if you were to be like, oh, this is really good. Or do you know what I mean? If you describe a part of you and like, it's weird to say, oh, that's arrogant. So I just look at it like, no, this is a, I can tell that it's really good. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. The arm thing was kind what? of weird. That, 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 was, that was definitely interesting. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, like, because I was like, how it's kind of weird to say, because it's, it's like, it's your emotions and feelings. If it's real, do you know what I mean? It's different than saying, hey, something that's like going up the charts or things like that. This is like just something in your gut that you feel. Yeah. 
Yeah, you you put you put your whole self in it. You're you're totally connected. So when you when you talk about those kind of moments, what's what is the most memorable moment whether you had in mentorship or in songwriting where you were like you'll never forget like when you wrote that one yeah. lyric or like you had that one moment, you know, with someone else collaborating. What was that? Okay, so you know what? It's so hard because I feel like I, I've, I have them with all the artists that I get really connected to. All of them. I can remember times with every single artist. Like, there is, like, this one time. I feel old a couple of times because I wrote a lot with Banks. Um, not on the last album she put out, but on The Altar. And um, we had a, a couple freaking crazy spiritual moments. Um, just, like, beyond that, yeah, just out-of-body experiences. Um but again, like, I feel like I say her to like, I guess, yeah, I mean, she's the first person that comes to my brain in terms of just like next, next level. But I feel like I strive to have that with every artist. I feel like I can really be a part of in a real way, because again, it's like, that's, that's what inspires me to want to stay on the team. Cause it's like, you know, you start to love that. Like you start to have as much passion for their project as you would for your own. So, and that's so important to me. So I think you need to feel those like extreme, like passion and connectivity between like your mind and your body, you know, like with, with an artist that you're going to spend that much time developing and being a part of their, their growth and all that kind of stuff. What's the weirdest place you've written a song? I always used to ask this. So I, I worked in country music as well before this. And I, everyone in, in Nashville would always have like crazy in the bathtub, in a random hotel, <laughs> in some weird city, like, because they're just always songwriting. So I feel like with you, you probably have a really good story too. I, so, um, by the way, I've written songs in all those places, just to say. Um, <laughs> But no, um, my one actually, it's funny that you asked me this. Um, so I, so when I first moved, like I basically moved out of my house in Calgary um, and moved to Vancouver when I was 19. I went to, actually went to school for like freaking, how much did I go? Like six months, actually for journalism broadcast. Funny enough. Oh, see, this is why guys, we connect. <laughs> And when you were talking about sports, it was funny, like, before I moved, actually, I know I'm, like, sidetracking, but before I moved, um, they asked me to be a sports, a part-time sports broadcaster, because I worked with, on radio since I was, like, 15, because there was nothing else to, like, I mean, that was my only chance to, like, get into the entertainment world when I was um, in Calgary, and then I was, like, oh, you know, like, this doesn't obviously feel like me, so I, then I moved to Vancouver. Isn't that funny? That's so funny. I was thinking about hearing your, when you were talking, and I was, like, wow, that's so funny. Um, but... But, um, but anyway, so when I moved to Vancouver, I, I, like, I had no money and all these kind of things. And I was just like, my parents obviously would have helped me, but it's, uh, I wanted to be able to do it on my own. So I got a, like a job as a waitress and I moved to this like apartment that was like basically an out, an hour outside of Vancouver, um, like the actual city. And so I would drive to and from every day to basically go to work and also like kind of like around the studio because I moved to work with this producer and anyway there was one night where like I had literally no money when I say like n like probably like five dollars to my name and I'm not exaggerating like and, oh my and I could have called my parents like I could have called my parents but I think I was like also embarrassed and at the time I didn't want them to say you have to come home you know what I mean like yeah yeah you're not like you're, like this isn't working anymore and I, that was actually probably my biggest fear <laughs> so I ended up just parking my car by the water I slept there overnight wrote a song in the back in the back seat wow and I this is gonna sound like a dinosaur but I ended up posting it on MySpace and that's yes. and that's how I got like that's how my career kind of started that's how my management found me and all that so I ended up getting my first record deal and stuff so it's kind of crazy See, MySpace should still be around. <laughs> can you tell us, like, can you tell us one of the lyrics from that song? Um, I know I'll catch, uh, oh no, um, I know you'll catch me when I fall. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Heart oh strings. my God, that's so <laughs> crazy. I know I always say, like, I listen to a lot of singer-songwriter music, and I always say if you look at my like iTunes, you would think I'm probably like kind of depressed, but I'm not. I just appreciate a good singer songwriter. 
so well also i mean we come we come from dance background too so raquel was doing like a lot of contemporary dance and like that's that is what you dance to like you just have to I think by now you guys know how much we love makeup, which is a lot. And we also love Formula Z Cosmetics. If you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing the lovely iridescent makeup bag that it comes in. And Natasha actually left her house this weekend and has a story about it. Yeah, actually this makeup bag is like, it's literally, I mean, not to be like promoting just this bag because I'm wearing the diamond gloss as usual in Prodigy. I'm wearing it right now if you're watching on YouTube. And the little makeup bag it comes with, it's like iridescent. It's kind of like got this like glowy, I don't know. It's like a really cool little zip up bag for like your lip glosses and your lipsticks, like your essential stuff. And these last two weekends I went out kayaking as like weird as that sounds. But I take this bag with me because it's a waterproof like material. So it's super perfect. Like I take it on the kayak with me. I put like my little debit cards in here. I bring my Formula Z lip gloss with me and just all my little essentials. And it's perfect. I love it. So we love you, Formula Z. We love you, Formula Z, and use our discount code Millennial Girls for 10% off the entire purchase and shipping worldwide. Definitely gotta check them out, guys. So in the back of your car with $10 for name, been there, done that, girl. Really? I mean, minus like the songwriting part of it, but like been there, done that with like the... <laughs> No, been there, done that with like the, I had like, like 10 cents or like, oh my God, it was, yeah, it was wild. I, uh. Really? 10 cents? Yeah. Until like I had gotten like another check after and like, cause I didn't get paid on time and then I was like paycheck to paycheck. And so I was literally like going to the dollar store to get eggs and I was like, that's what I can get. Or like I can make 10,000 things with eggs. So. <laughs> funny I used to live on um no, no no like it's crazy I totally and honestly like that is not the first time I did that either like I, <laughs> I did that so many times as a starving artist you know because it's like I mean you know it's kind of because you know once you pay rent and all the things that are like essential just to live it's like the money that you have left to like commute or to you know eat or whatever it is i mean eating is essential but let's just say like i mean have you ever been caught at like um the worst is when you're caught at um like a restaurant that you go out with somebody and then the bill comes and you're like yep. Fuck. and you're like oh my god i remember like seeing like you know i don't actually don't remember how much it was but this one time in particular i was freaking out because it ended up being more expensive than i thought and i knew for a fact i only had like I don't know, like under $50 in my account. And I was like, oh my God, I really hope they don't ask to split it. Cause I'd be like, it's going to be declined. The worst part is when you, when you, when you possibly swipe it and it, it doesn't get declined, but you get the overdraft email. <laughs> yeah. It was, I was a queen Been of overdrafts for a period. Yeah. yeah. Same, same. Declined, especially when we are in an industry with such smoke and mirrors, cause you're supposed to like pretend that you're not like, you know what I mean? Right. Oh yeah and you're like nah and meanwhile you're so you're freaking like dying you're like fuck however it's like listen actually i should rephrase that because listen the world is a very hard place so i feel like knock on wood i feel very privileged so it, you know but at the same time it, you shouldn't be feel bad for your own personal struggles get you know even though other people have to struggle worse i do think you can still you know it's still your life and still stuff you go through but i i, I have to admit during this whole period it just makes you be like wow it's like fuck, i'm lucky you know even yeah. though we had that 10 cents or that kind of thing i mean for me personally i still if i had to i still have parents that like i could go home to or if in absolute dire need they would make sure that i was okay it's like not that i had no one you know and lots of people don't have anyone which is you know really sad and it's just a whole nother level which makes me feel bad just saying the word dying because that I was not, I was not dying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but no, but, but going back to the story is like, yeah, I mean, I, again, it was more of a pride thing and I just, um, you know, I, I, I ended up in like going, like, you know, speaking from authenticity too, it's just like writing a song. Oh, and that was another thing actually, like I wrote the song for my parents for Christmas because I also couldn't afford a present. So, <laughs> I mean, I think going back to the smoke and mirrors thing too, it's, it's, 
people again just see like the end result they don't really see the struggle but now i think again everyone's so much more open to you know we're getting these little glimpses of how things actually are like people are struggling and i know we had talked about a lot too you know because of everything going on like tours aren't going to be happening for a long time and shows and and how is that going to be sustainable for you know smaller artists who rely on playing gigs and touring and especially you know in nashville that's how it is so i know exactly it's it's going to be really interesting to see what do you think what do you think is going to happen actually because i feel like we get so many messages me and natasha do when we do instagram lives about this specific topic and we're just kind of like well we'll see what happens i guess like we don't no one has an answer well so well two things i actually wanted to say one thing on the other the smoke and mirrors thing before i answer the touring aspect the touring thing but the i have you know for Instagram, what's what's crazy about Instagram now is that you can go to some, and I know this for fact, it's like you can see people that have like 4 million followers and guess what? They're dead ass broke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, you go to their Instagram, oh, their life must be amazing, yada, yada, yada. And then like, never mind, like turn around and they can't even barely pay their rent. It's like, oh, they have all these like pretty pictures and everybody's like, wow, their life is amazing. I wish I had had their life. And it's just like, no. So true. No. Yeah. It's behind the curtain. I think that more of this needs to be out there, which is why, again, like the green room, I love doing that because I feel like as much as people are willing to expose, it's almost like humanity is more um, like to me interesting than finding out just somebody in some glossy page now for me, because I'm just like, Oh, okay. Like at this point, anybody can look good or anybody can like pretend, but like, but you know, what's your story? Like, that's what's yeah. so exciting to like, you know, I want to know somebody's story. I want to know where they came from, just what you guys are doing or what we're doing today. Like, it's so, it's so fulfilling, you know, and it really feels good to like, you know, learn about something. Even like, again, this time is so nice to like educate yourself on something you wouldn't have before, you know what I mean? And just learn more about a situation that, you know, and I just, I think that stuff is so valuable. And especially with kids growing up and stuff, like, I think, I hope, that social media can turn into something more like that. I don't know. I mean, listen, entertainment is entertainment. I'm not sure <laughs> it's going to be, you know, but I do think people are starting to, like there are people that are like that, that expose real shit on their Instagrams, which I think are amazing. I love that stuff. But anyway, that was a whole nother side piece. Cause it's just like so crazy to me that we're talking about this thing. And I just, you know, people perception is just such a crazy thing. So, um, sure. but in terms of, but in terms of touring, like, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, right now they're not really starting to book tours until like summer of 2021, which is kind of crazy, um, if not later than that. But I personally think, and they've already started doing this, is like people will like charge for Zoom shows and stuff and you'll get a link if you pay like $10 kind of thing. Like I actually know people that are doing that already, which um, I think is really smart. Like you can, you know, like even if it's city by city, you could say, hey, you know, um, whatever, like New Jersey, let's just say, for example, because I'm in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you were like, hey, whoever lives in New Jersey, it's going to be $5 or $10 if you click on this link and only people that live in that zip code can actually have access to the show, things like that. You know what I mean? Um, and you can do like, you know, I think a lot of times people can, um, you know, obviously play with their bands and rehearsal spaces if they're like social distancing and things like that. So I do think that there, there, people are going to find ways to play. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, there's no denying that we're going to have to sort of live in a new normal for the next year, right? I think, I mean, it just doesn't feel like, how is that? How are we not? I mean, yeah, I, I think it, people have gotten so creative. Like I, so I was saying earlier that Raquel and I are both dancers, but I shifted into partner, partner dancing so I do this thing called Brazilian Zook. I don't know how big of a scene there is in Jersey, but I know in New York, there's a huge scene there. So if you just look up- Just to be clear, guys, I only have been here for three months. Okay, I was like, yeah, but <laughs> but still, even in even in New York, like it's there's a huge scene there. Um, and people are getting creative. They're doing like the Zoom videos where like, you don't, you don't, they're not dancing with each other. They don't see yeah. each other, but they're recording themselves against the wall and it looks like they're doing a dance together. Yeah, it's amazing. Or like 
even like I know Jimmy Fallon like with the Roots he did like a segment where like all of them were yeah. like playing together at the same time like who knows how they did it I'm sure they like okay, yeah they sent it to each other and produced but still like it was really cool to have it like in sync or even even Lady Gaga special the one that they did with the World um, Health Organization yeah, well, mm-hmm. they did the same thing with like um, the Rolling Stones like I was like they're a little off sync but like hey I give it to them like for being on Zoom that's and what trying they to did come. with Hamilton too. <laughs> They yeah. all the original cast came together and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like it's yeah. I mean, my my little cousin dances and she's taking Zoom dance classes right now because everyone's had <laughs> to adjust. So it's. Oh, by the way, speaking of um, Jimmy Fallon, the artist that I write with is girl Benny. I wrote that song Super Lonely. Oh, oh I wanted tic- to ask guys, you about the TikTok that song. Yeah. And she's going to be on Jimmy Fallon tonight. I mean. She's not going to be there in person, but we, we know the drill. So fun. She's, gonna, she's, gonna, she's performing the song on Jimmy Fallon tonight. So okay, fun. So that song has blown up on TikTok. So I actually it, did a TikTok to it. You did? I did. Like, like before quarantine. It was like one of the first ones. I mean, it's, I honestly feel like it was not like that great, but I like danced <laughs> in my room and I asked everybody like, do you want to join my pajama party? No! Oh my god, what's your TikTok? I'm gonna sit, go to your TikTok. It's it's Natasha Salahi. But yeah, it's like one of the first ones I did because I was like, I like the song, let's do a little dance, whatever. It's such it's a good song. I- <laughs> was that before? Hold on, I'm literally looking it up right now. What is so how do you funny. wait? How do you how do you spell your last name again, Natasha? S A L E H I. I forget what my profile picture is. It's probably my blue picture. But you have to go to like the bottom. It's at the bottom. I'm like it kind of like in like a t-shirt and like PJs with like I'm wearing the cat socks for Kel. Yes, the cat socks are. I'm so like good. in my room. I'm in my room. The lighting's kind of shitty, but like I did. Wait, wait. Is it? <laughs> so We're literally <laughs> that one. <laughs> That's the one. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny. I love Literally, that. TikTok life. <laughs> this is it. That's, no, that's like when we had first gotten TikTok too. Like I didn't even like I didn't know much. I was like, me and Raquel were first like starting to learn. We even learned like want to do Alipa's choreography yeah. or something. Like really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, thank God we danced growing up because we would not be good on TikTok. Like I, I thank my parents every day. I'm like, thank you for pushing me. I'm sure you would love to know it's paid off because of TikTok. Like. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Great. Oh my God, that's so funny. So tell us about Super Lonely. Yeah, I I really am so curious to know about it, like blowing up on TikTok. Well, I mean, the blowing up on TikTok was really just, again, that was like, it really was a true accident. She doesn't even have a TikTok account. Um, So. What? Yeah, yeah. And, And, but TikTok loves her. I mean, there was another song that she has called Glitter that was, that did pretty good. Do you know about it? Mm-hmm. I'm like Raquel needs to do a video to that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like glitter everywhere. Glitter. So she, that song did really well on t- or did I think it did pretty well on TikTok. But then Super Lonely. So it's weird because it started um, like doing something on TikTok before quarantine started. It was probably like I would say I want to say maybe three weeks before, and we were like, oh my god, like something's happening with this song because it was glitter, and then it just kind of transitioned to Super Lonely. And that song came out like in November of last year. So like, you know, Oh wow. it had already been out and all this stuff and like, but it, so it kind of came out of nowhere for us. We were like, whoa, this is crazy. And then, um, and then, and then it just started like going crazy. Like, and the TikTok videos were crazy. I think it's at like, tw- I mean, I think it's at like 12 million TikTok videos now. It's fucking Oh, it's, nuts. it's insane. Well, I mean, I learned the choreo from Charlie. That's where I learned it for him from and then I just kind of did my own version of it because I was like yeah no I'm not looking the same right now I'm a little rusty so (laughs) I'm gonna do my own version but um no I was curious to know the backstory behind the song just in general and like because I was kind of like re-saying the lyrics to myself and it's it's not like super positive sounding like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so she well, we wrote it about, she had just broken up with her boyfriend right before she did this LA trip. And so obviously she came all the way from New Zealand and it was, you know, it's like, obviously it couldn't be farther from LA. So, um, so, and I live in LA, but usually I live in LA most of the time, by the way, guys, that's mostly, okay. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> that's why it's so funny that I'm Jersey now, but normally I live like 70% of the 
in LA and 30% in New York, but now I've been, I've been staying in New Jersey just because like, it's been honestly the, the safest, just where we're staying in terms of like suburbs and stuff. But yeah, I mean, so we, we were, we wrote in LA um, and honestly she came in just like bummed out about breaking up with her boyfriend, but wanting to write something to like lift her spirits kind of thing. And um, you know, that was the first time that we actually had met in person, which is crazy because we, um, oh, no, 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 sorry, I take that back. It's actually not the first time we met in person. We met before um, a couple times, but it was like very brief, but we've been like talking a lot over Skype. For the, like, so we like had already like been friends and like been connecting over like, which is kind of like the new normal I feel oh, like I've that is... so many friends that I literally have not met in person and I'm like oh yeah we're so close I say that all the time all the time Raquel yes. has like 10 best friends online <laughs> that I've never met like we're talking talk to you guys I'm like shit I feel like I know you guys oh no literally I'm like let's be friends <laughs> yeah I'm like we're friends um no but so yeah we'd already been connecting but but so and honestly it was just very much like I could complete again it was one of those things where I like instantly like could relate to her and I feel like we just connected like and that's why I use that as an example is I was like I totally get you and like I just freaking love her so much and like she is just ugh, such an amazing human and um and her name happens to be Stella which is so funny because I learned Stella that's so funny right and, like two of my favorite freaking artists and humans that I work with are both Stella's so there's something to be said about that let's just get into the whole numerology thing right oh there you go. Even too. Just, I believe in all that shit. So, um, but, but anyway, so, so, and we honestly, like, I always, we probably wrote the song in like 40 minutes, like very quick. It was like one of those songs that we just like wrote. Wow. Oh. And, 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 and um, that was in August and it came out in like November and then it did what it started to do, obviously around February. And then I think, you know, it became the quarantine song just because of the title. But it's so funny because it started kind of blowing up right before quarantine. So it's kind of interesting. I just, the I, part that the part that gets to me is like, again, kind of stripping it down and just looking at the words. Like in the song, it's saying, I, I'm a loser, I'm a loser. And then you're like, I'm just a quitter. So it's like, shit, like, I mean, you would never think like two and two. <laughs> I mean, you would never put two and two together. I'm like dancing to it in my house, but it's like, wait, if you really like strip down the lyrics, I mean, it's kind of depressing. So it's like, I mean, those are strong words. Have you heard, um, have you heard the, uh, like the broken down version that she put out called Lonely? I, no, I haven't. Oh, it's mm -mm. so, oh, it's amazing. You should. Really? But yeah, it's like, she retitled it like, um, like Lonely, L-O-W-N-L-E-Y. I think that's how she spelled it. But, um, it's so beautiful it's like a sad version of it basically so but you know I mean music's so interesting like in that sense like you know it's it's that that's that classic thing where you never like really want to write a sad song to like sad chords you want to be like there's you always like juxtapose kind of thing where it's like a really happy song with really happy lyrics is like too much you're like no it feels too happy no one <laughs> yeah because I'm yeah yeah right but then it's like there's always like but that song isn't like cheesy happy produced it's like there has to be some kind of like element that gives it like 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 underbelly you know what i mean like you don't want some bite super light song with a really light lyric it just won't feel good you know yeah, yeah. um and she's so like you know stella benny she's very like she's such a sarcastic kind of person. Like she has like this like amazing sense of humor, which is also like why I think she's so great. Cause I think lyrically that's even when she's sad, it's like the way that she conveys that lyric is almost like, it's almost like so um, refreshing. Cause you're like, she's not taking herself too seriously. Although she's feeling all those ways. Like she's, she's saying it in a way that people are like, yeah, I feel like I, like if you listen to that song, you're like, I've totally been there. I know I fucked up. I'm just a loser. How many times have you said that to yourself? Do you know what I mean? Right. But people have too much pride yeah. in that. Like that's the thing that I'm saying about smoke and mirrors. It's like, you can't just be like, oh, like, oh, I'm uh, like, I suck. People are like, no. I'm the, like you have to like put on the show sometimes it's cool just to be like you know what yeah I suck today <laughs> and I feel yeah, like no, in, I mean in the EDM world I feel like it's really good when it comes to songwriting because it's like again EDM is like so happy it's dance music but then sometimes when you listen to the lyrics it's 
the complete opposite, right? And Literally, I want Raquel, yeah. I want Raquel to ask because one of her favorite artists, I think you worked with, right, Raquel? I love, I love Diplo. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god, I, I'm obsessed with Diplo. I've just been listening to his music. Like when I first got into EDM in college, I like got into it from Diplo, and so. Then working for an EDM station and we know MK very well and he's really good friends with Diplo and everyone just has a lot of great things to say about him and his artistry. So I just, I like love his music so much. And I love too, we saw him at, um, when did we see him? During Super Bowl weekend. And he has so many different sets he can do and he does like the Thomas Wesley thing. And I just listened to that whole record and I was like, okay, like I love this because I love country music too. So it's just, I love how versatile he is because I feel like not many people are okay with doing that kind of thing. Like being from one end of the spectrum to the other and knowing it's him. Like a lot of DJs, you won't know it's whoever it is doing this and it's a completely different sound because they, they remain anonymous. So I think with him being so confident too is one reason why I love his music as well. I mean, I've only, it's funny because I actually, like, I know him and he's such a great guy. I've written with him only one time with this song that has never come out, but it's so good. Like, it's actually, remember the ba- the Perry? I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They're amazing. I mean, I'm actually really good friends with Kimberly. Um, and, I mean, her voice is incredible, but that, it was actually with, with Diplo and with um, the Perry and this song. Oh, my God. I, it has to come out at some point because it's such a good song. I was going to say that's such a good collab, too. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Um, And then actually, I I vocal produced another song that just came out on his new project, the Country Project, um, with Noah Cyrus on the song Online. I don't know if you've heard it. I love that. I just, I literally, kid you not, I went running yesterday and I put on that whole record and I stopped. I stopped running when the Noah Cyrus song came on and I was like, oh, like it's so amazing. It's so, I, yeah, it's so good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, it was really, really fun to record and um, just like all the harmonies and stuff like that. I mean, she sounds unreal on it. I mean, it's just, oh, so good. I, yeah, it's, it's so funny. Just like the whole roundabout. I love, I love to like, I, I want Natasha. I'm like, Natasha, we have to go to Nashville. I'm bringing you to Nashville <laughs> because I basically lived there for like three years, four years. So yeah. And also like quarantine's lifted there, so. I know, right? Let's hey. go. It's kind of weird because, like, aren't you guys a little scared about quarantine being lifted there? Because it's like, isn't there going to be another freaking... Oh, I'm so scared. Right? So scared. Like, saying, oh, um, phase, or, um, like, the next outbreak is going to be worse. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the... Na- I'm not... Negative Nancy. <laughs> I know. I'm like, shit. But it does scare me. Like, it is... I mean, it does. No, yeah. I have asthma, so I can't, like, fuck with that. Like, I'm, like, I got to be home and chilling because I cannot get it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, we, we were, were still, still going, going to the, to the station, station when, when it, it kind of started, started happening. happening. Yeah. And, and then, then we were, like, like this, this isn't, like, the safest situation. situation. And then, obviously, obviously everything happened, happened, and now we're, we're, we're not with, with them anymore. anymore but it was, it was it's, it's just, just definitely really scary, scary because... Everything, everything leading up, up to what we thought music week was going to be, I was, I was like, it's, it's the flu. flu. It's, it's fine. It's, it's going to be fine. fine. And then, and then once, once everything started, started happening, I was like, like it's a lot more serious, serious than, than we thought, people. people. Like, like, yeah, yeah no, no, my, my best, my best friend, friend actually lives in Nashville, Nashville and she came back, back to Florida. Because she's, she's like, like, I don't really want to be here right now with it lifted because that makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's scary that people are just being, I see people out there half a lot of my friends live in Nashville. They're out without masks. They're like chilling. Like it's a normal Saturday. And I'm like, no. Yeah, no, it's no. definitely, it's definitely become normalized already in Miami because I, I, let's say, let's, let's say I, I frequent a lot of venues that are, uh, you know, hot spots, and it's already been, people are trying to do like the private parties and all sorts of stuff. And I know in Vegas yesterday, I was just reading, I posted an article that, I mean, it's the Flamingo Hotel. I know it's not like Encore Beach Club, but they're already opening <laughs> up their pool. They're already opening their pools for like pool party, but it's like mask is still required. So I was like making jokes yesterday that like, just come with your snorkel on, like might as well to the pool party. <laughs> no, and I'm like, put yeah. me in a bubble. 
put me in a yeah. bubble. I'm not doing that. No thanks. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I mean, if they're already opening that up, I'm really not surprised. Like by July time, I feel like everything's gonna be back to normal. But let's see. That scares me so much. You're, wait, you're saying by July time? I think I think places are gonna open. Like I know in Orlando, they already made it. Um, uh, clubs and bars can open. Yeah, in Orlando, it's too up north. Yeah. Well, what if, but I'm saying then, but what if there's another outbreak? People will just have to get sent back home. I would assume so. Yeah, they're going to quarantine us again. <laughs> I mean, it's not something to laugh about, but it's like, oh my God, here we go. Like, I mean, because we've been with the protests, like they've been putting in curfews like every other day. Yeah. It's like 30 minutes before 10 o'clock. They're like, you need to go home. And it's like, what if I'm like across town? Like, what if I, you know, like. So I mean, it's, yeah. no, but you know, it's like sometimes when you laugh, like you laugh, not because you think it's funny, but just because it's so crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, that is oh. ridiculous. Yeah. Knee trick um, reaction. You know what I mean? It's like you can't even. We had all these crazy plans for 2020 and they've just gone down the tube. So although I will say, I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of interesting. Like I said, like, you know, I, I feel personally like, blessed in this 2020 even though it has been you know obviously so hard but like in terms of like just music and all the stuff that's been coming out I'm like wow it's like in that sense it's really been the light at the end of the tunnel for me you know I mean you've been I mean Len and Stella's project is so good the the whole record's amazing I love it I saw her actually open up I went to the Chainsmokers concert with five seconds of summer and she opened up here and I yeah, I've known obviously about her before forever because of being in Nashville and I I was blown away by her. It was it was really great. She's amazing, right? She's amazing live cuz I hadn't seen her. I think I saw her like 4 or 5 years ago when I was it was like for CMA Fest they were doing something because of of Nashville and I hadn't seen her live in that many years past and I was like I was standing there and I was like, "Wow, she's killing it." So, she's the real deal. I mean, she's yeah. unbelievable and her pitch is just like on human I'm just like wow yeah you're both such as like complete aliens I just love them so much I mean they're they're just like not only are they so talented but they're just like like unbelievable people human beings they're just amazing well like Raquel said your vibe attracts your tribe and so far so far your your tribe is growing and it sounds like a great one so Uh I'm like can I be are we in it officially yet (laughs) are we in the tribe you guys are in the tribe now, no? I mean, you have to be. Yes. The millennial girls are part of the tribe. <laughs> yes. So cute. I freaking love it. Yeah. No. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm so obsessed. Do you know who else? Do you know who Annabelle England is? No. Okay. Because you guys would vibe yeah. so hardcore. So she. An she's an artist. And she sings on a ton of EDM tracks. Like, that's her, that's her whole thing. But I did an interview with her, a Skype interview with her. And we were that was one of the best interviews i've ever done even though it was via zoom because we were kind of like on the same wavelength with like manifesting and all of that stuff you guys would write like the craziest songs together so you definitely what's what let me look her up what is it it's annabelle england so it's annabelle a-n-a-b-e-l-e-n-g-l-u-n-d oh my god raquel if you start like this collaboration between them that'd be great um (laughs) wait is it anna like a-n-a like yes Oh, England. I see it. Yes. Yeah, it's like she's England. an and she's an it's LA girl. You. She's an LA girl. Yeah. Oh, she looks so cool. Oh, she's. I mean, I literally, love I love her. When when I did sent the interview to Natasha to edit, I was like, "Girl, you were gonna <laughs> be like, it's a good one." <laughs> we should just. The, yeah, the four of us are gonna sit and do numerology charts for like two days. <laughs> literally. Girl, I'm about to follow her. Yes. Oh, my God. You have to let me know what happens. Uh, Guys, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) An awesome collaboration. It's all Raquel. (laughs) Oh, my God. I bring. See, this is what this is for. I'm telling you. Don't. It's not even a. It's like this is this is how it happens. This is how it's supposed to happen. Exactly. No, it's so funny. Everyone always is like, you should be like A&R Raquel because you just like, you you know what works. I'm like, okay. It's really true. It's really true. I mean. See, see, speaking of, you know, signs and like what's meant to be and like it, literally what Jenna said earlier, I feel like that's with you with connecting people. Just saying. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Yeah. I love that. 
I'm just like, I'm just like, I always say I'm just a happy little unicorn. I love talking to people and I love like collecting, connecting people to one another. So wait, did you guys, um, question, um, this is like a super, since you guys are the millennial girls, how have you guys been keeping up with your like hair and nail? I'm looking at both of your nails and I feel like, I mean, tell me. Oh, my nails. Okay. Wait, They're, well, my nails were tragic. So this is a really funny story. So I got my nails done like two weeks before oh. ultra. Okay. Oh, and I was like, I'm doing lime green, lime yellow. Like Natasha's going to do hot pink. Like we were planning everything to our nail color. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I got the dip and I made her do four coats of the dip. If you guys know what I'm talking about, if you're listening, you know how thick the dip powder gets oh, yes. when you get your nails done. So obviously quarantine happens and you can't go to the nail salon. My nails were so grown out. I was calling Natasha. I'm like, how do I get this stuff off of my nail? And this was my, my real nails. I let them grow super long. I had to soak my nails in straight acetone for two days. What? Two days, and I was like on FaceTime with Natasha, almost in tears because nothing was happening. I didn't have a drill. Like I was, it was just it destroyed my nails. I have always had like decent nails. They're so destroyed right now. Like I have tips on. I finally, we were finally able to get our nails done, but it was oh, like you, you could get your nails done now. It was so hardcore though. Like mask on, they shoot you with the thermometer the second you walk in. Like it was crazy. There was like only three people in the salon. Natasha. You actually go to someone. Yeah, no, I have. She's my girl. Like, I've been going to her for years. So she, she'll, like, come to the house where, like, I go to her kind of thing. So, it yeah, it's been easier for me to get mine done. But, but I literally. All my people in L.A. And so that's, like, what. Uh, yeah, that's the worst. Uh, and then New York is obviously, like, a lot. Like, probably the worst out of anyone. Even, yeah. Exactly. It's just, like, oh, my God. It, it just. Yeah. So my nails are literally still tragic. So I need to- I had, I got, you know what you need to get? The, I ordered from Kiss's website. It's like Kiss Nails. And oh, I- the ones I got, I did the glue ones, but they lasted for like two weeks. They were pretty good, so. No, I have them. I just like, because I play guitar too. It's just like- Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I'm like, I need like- Her nail turns into a pick. <laughs> it's like, bing, it flies off. <laughs> I'm just like, so I can't really wear those, but I have to like, oh, oh I'm gosh. just like, okay. And then what about your hair? Like, oh, well, my hairdresser, my cousin's a hairdresser. So I kind of have the uh, upper hand on that. Yeah. I literally like, I mean, my extensions have actually lasted pretty good, but I'm just like, I am now at the point where I'm like, okay, this is, I know this is superficial, but I'm also like, you are, <laughs> no, I'm so happy. I took, I am so happy. I took my tape ins out actually and like, January I had had them for a year because I couldn't um I couldn't like I never had time to go to the salon so like when I worked for the when I worked for the hockey team it was fine because it was like easy I had the full glam every day but when the second I started working for the station it was like no time for anything anymore so I just have the clip-ins and like that's oh my god I just like all my stuff like I get usually get like lash extension I mean the whole thing oh yeah those all came out too these are (laughs) These are just stone um, glue ones. Oh, me too. <laughs> but mine like super like <laughs> mine are like very like natural ones because I'm just like, ugh. I mean, it just depends. Like actually, I did. It's so funny. I had my photographer come here and do like a mask shoot during quarantine. Yeah. I, Ooh. Yeah, actually, I, the pictures on my Instagram. It's like my avatar. But um, it's we got some fire pics. Um, but uh, so I had like some really thick lashes for those because it was just like the mask. I got some bomb masks like really cool brand called busted brand has the coolest fucking mask you have them on Ooh. your instagram i want to see yeah them. i'm gonna look yeah yeah it's on my instagram like the um it's like my main um it's like my main picture but like you can see like do you see like the um wait now i have to go look i'm looking i know i'm like i can't i can't because i'm using my phone but <laughs> oh, oh this no. one i'll look after this one. Oh yeah yeah that's dope does that oh, have a zipper yes. huh is it a zipper? I can't tell. Oh, it's like a chain. Oh. But it's oh, leather. Dope. Like, it's so cool. I, I, like, I have a bunch of them. They're fire. You guys cool. love I love how it's like mask fashion now. I oh, know. Yeah. Oh, we were, we were on a website. We, <laughs> we were looking at different masks and I was just like, 
oh wow like now I have to coordinate one more thing with my outfits like this is oh you do oh girl I'm like already <sighs> on that shit like are you kidding me like I've, I have so many masks that are like because I'm like no I'm not gonna just wear a normal mask hello I love fashion too much well and I was I had an alert of course I did I had an allergic reaction to like a surgical mask so that oh, was good boy. yeah I was like I'm allergic to everything I'm just one of those people <laughs> and my my dad's a pharmacist. He has his own pharmacy, and so he had gotten like obviously a bunch of masks, brought them home, and I was like at work trying to talk and just like super itchy, and I was like, mm, I don't like this. Isn't normal, so okay. <laughs> I couldn't use that mask. I had to use a different brand. But then I got like a cute tie dye like cloth one, and I was like, okay, fabric softener. Like we're good now. <laughs> we're okay. Fabric <laughs> like, softener. My God, that's a good choice. I like that. Yeah, it was, it's, it's crazy. It's just so insane. I was, I was, every time, every time I go to New Miami, I tell Natasha, I feel like I'm in Japan walking around with the masks and stuff. Oh yeah. She looks like, she looks like an anime, like with the pink hair and everything. She literally looks like an anime character. Like it's hilarious. Really? Yes. With the mask on too. And like the lashes, it's like anime. I'm like, hi, <laughs> be my friend. I literally, um, I'd be your friend. I'm like, yes. <laughs> you are. I'm kind of anime today with my two buns too. Love it. But I, um, it's so weird. Like when you're just like down, like it's so, I keep on thinking like when you're driving along the street or walking and seeing everyone in masks, you're like, can you imagine like December of last year thinking you'd be like seeing, if you were like wake up from December to June and you just saw that, you'd be like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Literally. Yep. We, we always talk about, we just, or the episode before this, we talked about, um, we had like the coolest New Year's experience. So like from going from New Year's to now, we're just yeah. like, how did this unfold and get to this? I always think about that. I'm like, wow, that's so weird. If you like were like in a coma and you woke up to this, you'd be like, bro. Oh my God. Like what happened? Literally, like literally what happened? Like, like you're just out looking out your window and people are like taking a jog with their mask. I'm like, wow, so weird. Well, you See, know what's so crazy is now that Natasha, the yoga studio we go to, yeah. I think they're making people wear masks to do hot yoga. I would That's awful. 100% suffocate. I would suffocate. Like 100%. What? If you don't, then you would one you would probably like yoga is crazy or like gyms. I'm just like I would never go. I mean, dude, the disease is still out there. Like we can't yeah, no. nothing not anything has changed. The only thing that has changed is the fact that we we are like more aware so we can obviously like wear masks and have hand sanitizer but we shouldn't just be out there we have to be conscious of i mean we don't i don't want to get like you know it's like you still i don't want to get it you know what i mean i also like want to be able to you know i don't know i just i always keep thinking about it too because i'm talking about it with my friends who live in different cities and a lot of them are in broadcast like for sports and entertainment and stuff like this and we're all just like what is our new normal going to be are we going to have to wear masks to be i mean news reporters already are wearing masks on tv so it's just like what is going to be are we going to have to wear masks in interviews and in live interviews if we can even do them or like, cause you have to have the microphone under the mask. By the way, it says it's still, are we going to cut out again? Damn. We could like talk for a hundred hours. This, I love this, you guys. I love, we love you like, too. Like now we gotta go. Jenna, thank you so much for being on this episode. It was so great. We need to just like talk to you once a week or something. I don't even know. We'll figure <laughs> it out because it's so awesome talking to you. Your vibe attracts your tribe. We're all in the tribe now. It's so great. We say peace, love, unicorns here. So if you want to. Peace, love, into court. What is it? <laughs> peace, love, unicorns. Oh, Peace, love, unicorns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love you guys. We love you. It was great meeting you. Bye. Bye. Bye.